Good morning, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing well. But I didn't talk to you. A little tired. I stayed up very late watching some of the national results. But, you, uh, yes. <laughs> and so far, some of them are still undecided. Exactly. I finally gave up about one thirty. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> what is your kind of uh, take on the election, both here in Massachusetts and across the nation? I think that um, where you look at guys like DeSantis or or Kemp and, and Abbott in Texas, they were strong leaders through the pandemic. Through some of the challenges, they were rewarded. I think that um, this, when you look around uh, various parts of the, the country, how tight some of the races are, uh, I do think people want to govern from the middle. And I, I think that's what's made it challenging in some of these races where you have extreme candidates, uh, t- you know, taking extreme views on some of the some of the issues, you know. So and it remains to be seen. Obviously, it's going to be uh, a day or two before everything shakes out. Right, yeah. Although the uh, looks like the New Hampshire Senate race has been uh, decided, and uh, that's... yeah, I never, I yeah, I, I wasn't surprised by that, honestly. Really? Yeah, I I just didn't see it. Um, you know, in the sense of uh, Baldock winning that thing, I just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, some would say an extreme candidate. Um, so, folks uh, are hesitant to go one way or the other, as you say, try and govern from the middle, and that's looks like it's what happened here in Massachusetts as well. Well, I don't know about that. Massachusetts be coming from the left. <laughs> but we're different. Massachusetts is unique, that's yeah, for sure. Indeed. Yeah. Any surprises for you here in the state yesterday? Uh, no, I was yeah. I was really watching the questions. Um, those, those are, in my opinion, those are the only things that were really up in the air. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess we're still, question one still isn't quite shaken out yet. Um, it was pretty tight, according to the last night. I haven't seen anything this morning. Still is, yeah. Still, still is, okay. Yeah, still has. That's the million, uh, so-called millionaire tax. Yes, yep. yeah. I don't particularly care for that kind of stuff. I think it's class warfare. I don't think it's helpful. Mm, okay. But anyway, they're already paying. We're paying a flat tax in Massachusetts. You know, 5% of 10000 or 5% of a million, the million's paying a heck of a lot more because mm-hmm. it's a flat tax, you know. Uh, but anyway, that's... That'll be decided when they're all counted. Right. Uh, but your candidate for a governor, lieutenant governor, um, uh, victorious? Yeah, no surprise there. Yep. I, um, you know, Jeff Deal, um, you know, he goes into the, the league of Beto O'Rourke and um, Stacey Abrams and some people that just keep keep at it but uh, have been rejected several times. Um, you know, Massachusetts is tough for a Republican. I mean, Charlie Baker was successful because he was liberal in the social issues, um, and quite frankly, he was very likable. He he became very likable, but he was fiscally conservative. But the social side, he was liberal, and that that's why he, in my opinion, he was able to navigate the Massachusetts politics. Uh, but yeah, Mara Healy, uh, I've known for quite a few years. Worked with her on issues when she was AG. Kim Driscoll worked well with her. She's mayor of Salem. We we used to collaborate on different issues like water transportation. Um, I think they're they're poised to be. A good team. Um, I I know that Mara Haley had respect for Baker, and I know that she liked his style of how he managed with, with Lieutenant Governor Polito. So I I think you'll see that model continue in the sense of the partnership between Haley and Driscoll going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. And uh, no uh, no surprises in the state uh, delegation here in Quincy. Uh, all uh, reelected along with the Congressman Lynch as well. Indeed. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't see any surprises there either um i mean i i, I met the um candidate for state senate uh, gary Ennis a couple of times mm-hmm. he's like a real nice guy and 
was around, but um, you know he's not going to make inroads in Quincy as a Republican from Hanover. It's just not going to happen. That's the reality. Um, but anyway, it's it's uh, it's always fun. I enjoy election night and yeah. the the drama that goes with it, the anticipation, <laughs> and um, it's like the Super Bowl for us political junkies. <laughs> no, you know what? It, we we see some of this stuff nationally, although it, it didn't seem to be as crazy last night in some of the states. But yes. You know, Galvin, uh, his leadership over the years, you know, Nicole certainly, and Quincy, the city clerk, you know, they do a good job on this stuff. They really do. And so there's no, in my opinion, there's no question about the integrity of voting in Massachusetts. They don't like the results, but, you know, there's no question of the integrity. Where you have some questions in some counties in different parts of the country, mm -hmm. it's crazy to me that we can't find out who won on the night of the election. Mm. And, and I think that some of this mail-in postmark, date this, date that. It, the, the rule's got to be clearer. you got plenty of time ahead of time to vote. Why we're counting ballots for a week after the election is crazy to me. On that note, uh, let's look back, Mayor, to the big ceremony of the Hancock Adams Common uh, with uh, the unveiling of the new Abigail Adams statue. You know, the day couldn't have gone better, Joe. Wow. The weather was ideal. Yeah. The speakers were terrific. Uh, the crowds were great. Um, I mean, both Danielle Allen and Catherine Algora, two keynotes, were just tremendous. Um, and they, they brought, uh, they really brought something to that um, event, which which was why we invited them, mm -hmm. uh, particularly Danielle Allen. I mean, she was very engaging. I had the feeling with her, with all respect to Catherine Algora, she was terrific too, but I used to get the feeling with David McCulloch when he finished his his talk, a speech, I was always disappointed that it ended. <laughs> you know, and, and I felt the same way with Danielle Hansen. I thought she could have gone longer. Mm. Um, she left you wanting more. And that's 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 a good good thing in a speaker. You mm. don't want them saying, Oh, when are they gonna shut up, you know? <laughs> uh, it was quite the contrary. So no, it was it was a great day and, and certainly by all accounts the sculpture itself was well received. Mm -hmm. Um, Sergey did a masterful job and everyone seemed very happy with it. And uh, one thing I noticed, uh, it's uplit at night. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Looks great. We didn't. We didn't miss a trick. That's right. No, we had a good team on that project. Veterans Day is uh, Friday, and as usual, a big parade here in Quincy. Yes, indeed. We got one of the best marching bands in the state now, the Quincy North High School Band. It's uh, it's really grown, and uh, so proud of those kids. So when you see them coming down on the Veterans Day Parade. They really um, are tremendous and add so much to it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, some people confuse Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Um, obviously, remember our deceased veterans, but this is really about all of our veterans, particularly the active veterans and those who have served mm -hmm. who are still with us. And, uh, you know, it's, Quincy always turns out for its veterans. We continue to have young people joining the military, serving the nation, uh, I know of two kids. One, uh, Jackson Murphy, just graduated from the Navy um, basic the other day out in the Great Lakes. And, and I know Johnny Christiani's in the basic training of the Coast Guard. And I'm sure there's others out there. Um, Quincy has always had a pretty stellar record of of entering the military service. So we've, we continue to honor that here in the city. Yeah, steps off at uh, 1030 on Russell Park, uh, right down Hancock Street, past the Doughboy statue, up to the... A memorial at Marymount Park. That's correct. And then another event uh, honoring a veteran on Saturday, Mayor. Yes. Um, so the new, the new old building on the corner of Temple Street <laughs> and Washington Street, 
where um, you have that Quincy Marketplace, Mirrorless Coffee has moved in, it's a number of stores, baseball card uh, place has been over there for years. I mm-hmm. uh, can't remember exactly the name of it. And, but anyway, uh, Leo Martin, the owner, they took that building and added two stories, and it's all veterans housing. There's a program called VASHA, and um, they take homeless veterans and find housing for them. And this is uh, one of those locations. So um, it's, it's awesome. Um, Leo did a nice job. It wasn't an easy project. They had two stories in a busy corner in the downtown. But when Leo asked me, you know, we, we need to name the building, do you have any thoughts? And immediately thought of Tom Kiley. Um, Tom was a North Quincy High grad, went to Harvard, then entered the United States Army. He got shot up in Vietnam has had a lifelong disability, but it never slowed him down or stopped him from becoming one of the really most prominent attorneys in Massachusetts. In fact, uh, during his tenure with Frank Bellotti, when he was first assistant, he went and appeared before the United States Supreme Court and defended the veterans' preface in Massachusetts and won. Hmm. Um, so he's uh, he's quite a guy, and, and uh, he's he's been a steady hand for a lot of people with advice, with uh, help. He's very low-key, um, doesn't like the limelight, just likes to help people. Got a great sense of history. I played three sports at North Quincy High, captain, I think, in all three. Um, then he, he was the catcher on the baseball team, center on the basketball team, um, um, and uh, I don't know if he's quarterback on the football team, but he quite a record, and then went on to Harvard, and he was a national merit scholar. I mean, he, the guy is brilliant, and just, uh, I just think it's a nice thing to do, and I know we'll have some some folks there. It looks like we're looking at rain yeah. on Saturday, so we're prepared to go into the Richardson Room at the uh, Thomas Crane Library right across the street. Uh, the program is at 11 o'clock. It's open to the public, mm-hmm. and certainly uh, I know a number of his friends and admirers will be there. Very good. I know he doesn't like the limelight, so um, might be might be tough to get him to say a few words, but... Uh... And he'll, yeah, that'll be it. He'll say yeah. a few words, I'm sure. Not, That's right. Not many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mayor, I wanted to ask you, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. By the way, Sunday yeah. we're, we're, we'll be at the Island of Flags Yes. at 1 o'clock, and they'll be dedicating a bench to Paul Moody and to Joe Brill, who we lost these two guys the last couple of years. And yep. Both of them were very active in the Sons of the American Legion and very active in keeping that program at the Island of Flags going. So we be honoring them Saturday with uh, new flagpoles and benches. Very nice. I'm on Sunday, rather, 1 o'clock. S- Sunday at 1, okay. So the full weekend of uh, veterans' uh, events. Indeed. Yeah, very <laughs> good. Uh, just quickly, Mayor, I want to ask you about the um, the City Council will be meeting again next week after about a three-week hiatus. Uh, are you concerned about the extra money needed for the public safety complex? Look, I'm not thrilled about it, yeah. but it's the reality of the economy we're living in. And, um, you know, it, as, as was explained um, to the council and committee, it's not like you can cut something off the building and save it. The costs are marbled throughout every aspect of the building, through all the materials in the building, whether you're talking about concrete or steel or mechanical, you know, it's, it's the prices were, were crazily up, as, as they are for the, the dog shelter, as they are for many public projects. and. In fact, people doing projects in their homes. I've chatted with people, and, and uh, you know they were in for big surprises when they began projects at home. So it's the economy we're living in. I am not going to sacrifice uh, quality on the building. That mistake was made in the 80s when they did the police station addition. It was it was a low bid um, 
terrible project in my view. We spent $10 million. It was never right. Continued to leak. HVA system never worked appropriately. It looked awful. Um, you know, so when we do a project in government, I, my goal, certainly during my tenure, is to build something that's going to be around for a long time. And to do that, you got to build quality. And this building will be a quality building that will be here for 100 years. Worried about the timeline, though, with this delay in voting the extra money? No. I mean, you know, we still... It's it's a complicated project because it's also the rebuilding of Broad Street, mm-hmm. adding a new road over to Field Street, moving Father Bills across the street, moving the dog shelter out, which has been completed. So there's, there were many pieces to it. Mm-hmm. So they've had plenty of work to do prior to actually getting the foundation on the ground. But, yeah, if it's delayed a whole lot longer, it will create a delay in the in the opening of the building. Yeah. Good to talk to you, Mayor. Appreciate the time, as always. My pleasure, Joe. Enjoy this beautiful, sunny day. Indeed, yes. Put a sweater on and get out and enjoy it. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now.